If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, we are live. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your host, Tim Madden. Hey, if you don't know me, I help those targeting six figures or multiple six figures help them find jobs they love quickly. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, which is the fastest growing career network on Facebook. Check us out, approaching 7,400 members. If you're watching the Executive Career Upgrades Network, say hi below. And hey, if you're watching on LinkedIn or YouTube, let us know. We also stream to everywhere on the internet. Do me a favor, if you're listening, on Apple iTunes, or you're not subscribed to the podcast to make sure you don't miss out on things that can help you accelerate your career, highly recommend checking that out. Give us us a follow. Again, if we ever give you any value from any episode, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Hey, so eight offers this week in the Executive Career Upgrades program. Congratulations to everyone that got offers. Hey, they are and were committed to their success, which is exactly what we're talking about today. But before we get started, as always, if you feel you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, schedule a free consult with us, see if we can help you accelerate your career. Episode 34, Commit to Mastery, a guide for maximizing your career potential. And I guarantee it's not what you think it is. But today, for the first time ever, I have special guest Derek Smith. Derek, introduce yourself to the podcast. Yeah, so I'm a you know, sales leader here at, uh, at Executive Career Upgrades. Uh, if you take advantage of one of those sessions, you may end up with me. I really help people identify the challenges in their career. Uh, and if it makes sense, how to put the solutions in place to, uh, to help solve those and, and land their next position. And you know, one of the enrollment coaches here at Executive Career Upgrades. You, you know, what's crazy is, Derek, we've worked with you know, when you take a look at the past couple of years, we have literally worked with some of the most successful people in business, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all have these issues. So if you're tuning in, if you're watching live right now, I'm just going to go ahead and make a big claim that this will be one of the most impactful podcasts you listen to this year, especially of our episodes. So the first thing we're going to talk about is in your career, in your life, whatever is important to you. Okay, if you're taking notes, you get what you're committed to, not what you want. Okay, and these positions in corporate America, they are earned, not given. Mm-hmm. Okay, the same thing with being a good leader. You don't get to be a good leader just by chance, by luck. You're committed to seeing your team succeed. You're con- committed to problem solving. So I just have one question before we get started. Okay, do your actions match your goals? Because most of the time they don't. Everyone has these goals in their career, in their personal life, with their finances, but their actions don't match it. Is that you? So let's get started with number one, Derek. Mm -hmm. 
Do you take your career seriously? That's the first question I have for anyone tuning in right now. Do you take your career seriously? And what I really mean by that is if you're going on an interview, do you practice? Do you practice with a friend? If you have an upcoming presentation to stakeholders, other leaders, are you working to ensure it's 100% correct and have you practice multiple times? This is one thing that, you know, basically me and Derek have committed ourselves to self-development. Derek, wouldn't it be nice if you could just watch one thing one time and have like a photographic memory and just remember Great. everything like Harvey Specter on suits? But most people <laughs> aren't like that. Anything you'd like to add on to this, Derek, of, you know, how do people start begin to take in their career seriously? Yeah, I, I think first of all it is really to is it really a priority and doing an audit of your life, right? So our actions, like Tim mentioned, are, are going to tell you where your priorities lie. And if your career is this big of a priority to you, what do your actions do? They validate that? <clears throat> do they show that you're actually committed to what you're doing? Um, you know, are are you spending time rehearsing and practicing and role playing and, and doing the things you need to do to be successful? Because again, these positions are earned; they aren't given. And, you know, maybe another thing to think about, too, is as far as this commitment is think about the relationships you've cultivated in your life. And if you're going to refer somebody on to somebody in your network, you know, you kind of hold that reputation close to you. And if you know the person you're referring, you're like, I know this person is going to practice. I know they're going to be prepared. I know that when they show up, they're going to be a good representation of me. Are you that person? that you feel like if someone refers you to somebody else that they can feel pretty damn good about it and that they know that you are going to take this very seriously and take this seriously, not yourself, right? But take what you do very seriously and put that kind of commitment in. So just do an audit of your life and say, you know, do my actions, you know, if I'm in the court of law, validate that my career is a priority or is it just kind of, you know, things that I say. Exactly. I think one of the biggest things too, just talk about us for a second. Mm -hmm. Guys, do you know how much training I do to try to make sure that we prep our people the best way possible, that I stay abreast of changes in the marketplace, how to get on the most interviews, what to say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything career, that's what I am engulfing you know, for the majority of the day to make sure our clients succeed. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you want to work with someone who doesn't do that? If you don't do that in your business unit, why should people want to work for you? You know, me and Derek, even though he's one of the sales leaders at Executive Career Upgrades, we're constantly figuring out who are the top consultants in the world who can help us enroll more people into our program so that we can help them. Every day we're talking, right? I talk with you know, I'm committed to everything in this aspect of the business, right? How can we serve our clients better? How can we market better? How can we do this better? How can we make it easier, et cetera, for people to feel that this will actually happen for them? Because, you know, even though we've helped thousands of people here in Exec Upgrades, every, every single person you can think of, have we helped someone who's left-handed, who used to work at Ford in Detroit? And hey, we probably have, right? But Derek, maybe talk a little bit on, you, you know, what self-development and taking it seriously every day compounding has impacted, you know, your ability to just serve more people. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, success doesn't happen overnight. You know, it looks like it a lot of the time. And, you know, I think one of the things that, that we talk about a lot is that, you know, if you really believe that what you do can impact somebody else in a positive manner, you know, if you're on these job interviews and you really believe that what you bring to the table helps that organization and their employees and shareholders and whatever the case may be, that that really you have a moral obligation and duty to be the best version of yourself, because if not, you're letting other people down. And um, so that's kind of the drive and the motivation behind why, you know, Tim and I are always on the phone connecting, hey, what can we do better? How can we improve things? But, but to specifically answer that question is just those minor adjustments, you know, over time enable you to help more people because this is the way that, that I look at this, you know, when I'm on the phone with, with somebody that we can actually help. We've identified that they have problems that we solve and they actually want to help them. If, if I don't do a good job of helping them overcome their fears, their worries, their doubts, their insecurities, then they stay stuck without a solution when I know we can help them and I know what's on the other side of it. So, it's an obligation to constantly take time every day and say, how can I help serve more people? And obviously we get rewarded more when we're serving other people more. So, you know, that- we get to place more people, we get to build our network. And, and real quick to caveat off that, cause I wanna make sure we don't miss that. It's the same obligation you have to the company. If you've listened to my podcast before, you've heard me say, shame on you. Shame on you that you can actually fix their problems help them. You are the solution, but you, you mess up the interview. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what is shame? Could be a massive role for you, for your family, for your finances. You know, they're the person that you should, you, you know, you know, they should hire you, but you don't do good, a good enough job figuring out, you know, the consultant approach, what's important to them. Why, 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 if you don't do that, it's not good. Yeah. And, you know, if we hire a coach, you know, I have coaches and if, if I hire a coach and I don't do what they tell me and I don't practice and I don't rehearse, who, whose fault is that if if I don't get the corresponding results, not theirs? Right. That's on me. So it's up to me. And if you want things to be different in your life, that's up to you. The responsibility is on, uh, which is, is kind of a good segue into our next thing. It's personal yeah. responsibility. Take it away. Eric. Yes. So personal responsibility, whose responsibility is it? You know, so what what happens if you don't do what you need to do to be where you want to be, right? And and if you get really real about those consequences, and, and we'll, which we'll touch on in a little bit, but if you get really real about that and say, you know, is that what I want to settle for? And if the answer is no, whose responsibility is it if things stay the way they are or they change? Whose responsibility is it if, you know, I, I, me personally, I help more people enroll into this program and get the results that they're looking for in their lives. It's not theirs, right? The responsibility is mine to do the best, the best job that I can possibly do. And if I want my situation to be different, the responsibility is up to me. No one's coming to my rescue just because I'm a nice guy and I'm friendly and I'm, you know, whatever doesn't mean that I deserve anything. So, but it's my responsibility to change the situations and be really clear about what happens if I don't. And so yeah. personal responsibility and owning your role in the outcome is, is absolutely critical because nothing, nothing is given to you. It's earned. Exactly. And to personal responsibility, another thing we talk, we wanted to talk about is what are you doing right now to put yourself in the best position to succeed? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is nothing, 
what do you think your results are going to be throughout your career? And we're not just talking about, you know, Dale's, Derek's talking about enrolling people. I'm talking about interviewing and getting hired, but it's really all aspects. When you get hired at these companies, or if you're a senior leader listening right now and you have problems and you don't know how to address them, right? What, what's going to happen? Nothing. So are you putting yourself in the best, best position to succeed? Because investments in your career don't always involve money. It could involve picking up a book on, you know, success leaves clues. There's tons of international bestsellers on anything you could possibly think of. Whatever your problem is right now, I assure you there's 10 best-selling books that solve your problem. Are you going to take the time to pick it up and read the book in a couple hours to get the answers that you need? Or are you going to stumble through life, hoping and praying that things are going to change, you know? And, you know, I would just urge you to think, right? Like, what are you passionate about? Everyone's passionate about something. What I mean, mainly what I'm talking about is like hobbies. Are you passionate about playing video games? Are you passionate about investing in the stock market, fishing, playing basketball? I don't know what it is. Do you have the same level of passion on what's literally going to have one of the biggest impacts in your career or your life, your career? It affects how you feel when you come home to your family. It affects the finances you have. It affects so many aspects. So many times I see people that are so engulfed into fitness, into fishing, into all of these things, but they don't really care about some of the biggest impacts that, that the, their career has on their life. Are you putting yourself in the best position to succeed? And if not, number three, you need to get super real about what's going to happen if you don't do something to improve your situation and the consequences that are going to be associated with it. So what does it really look like if you stay this at the same quality of life, the same leadership, the same schedule, same company, same lifestyle, same income? Can we agree that everyone wants things to be better? And lastly, do you know someone who has the life you want? Is it the CEO? Is it a leader online, an influencer, somebody else? Why aren't you copying them? What are they doing with their day? What are they investing in with time and resources and maybe money to ensure their success? Because what's the other spectrum, Derek? About, remember, we were talking about risky, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff yeah. risky. Yeah, that's what Jim Rowan we were talking about. You know, everything's risky. You know, if you think trying is risky, wait until they hand you the bill for not trying, right? Is, uh, you know, there's always risk associated with everything, but success is a series of recognizing opportunities and putting yourself in the best position to capital on those over and over and over. And let's say that you try something and it doesn't work out. Well, now you know how to do something better. You've learned something. You're more experienced and, and there's no substitute for experience. And most of the time, what what stops people is fear of the unknown. It's impossible to know every conceivable outcome before you get started with something. And, you know, Napoleon Hill wrote that, that the people that, that the most successful people are the people that make decisions quickly and take action. Right. And, um, and, and so just being willing to lean into that discomfort 
that the risk is in action. Yep. Do something, right? And then partnering with, you know, just kind of professionals, of course, and anything that you do is going to be a huge hedge against risk also because you're not trial and error. The trial and error has already been done. And when you're talking about risk too, I was at a, you know, we're going to, um, if anyone cares, we're going to be in Miami, Fort Lauderdale area the next couple of days at a business conference. And, you know, I try to make it once a year because it's one of the most impactful ones. It's uh, Grant Cardone's Tanx Growth Con. And I remember two years ago, he said something that is probably going to stick with me forever, especially if you're listening and you're in business. He said, anybody can get help when they're busted up, beaten, no finances, nowhere else to go. Anyone can get help then, right? The analogy he has is a drug user, right? When all of your money's gone, you have nowhere to stay. Everyone's abandoned you. You have nothing. The only thing you can do is ask for help. Can we agree on that? The most successful people in business, in life, and the people part of the success club, they realize when they are deficient in an area and when they finally realize it, they get help immediately. And if you don't think some of the most successful people in the world have a myriad of coaches or read a lot of books, you are mistaken. Look at the president. All of the presidents, who do they have? How many advisors? A bunch. Right? CEO, who does he have? All of his C-suite. Who's above that? The board, the private equity fund, venture capital, right? Lots of advisors. So are you trying to do everything on your own? Maybe that's a part of the problem on why you are where you are right now if you're unfulfilled. And if things are going good, that's the best time to get help. Mm -hmm. Because who wants to do great? I want to do great. I just don't want to do good. I want to do great. And that may require me to get new tactics and strategies and level up to a new way of thinking that I haven't previously thought before. And number four, right? You want you want to talk about this one, Derek? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit too. Oh yeah, kind of a little more on on three. Um, you know about what happens if you don't do anything. Um, you know, I, just from from talking to thousands of professionals, everybody knows they want their life to be better. Can we agree that all of us want more income, more fulfillment, more satisfaction, more time with our family? Like, who doesn't want that? There's nothing special about that. But I would argue that that doesn't compel people to take action. It really doesn't. Um, it's when people are very clear about the consequences of inaction and what happens if they don't do anything. And if you're really real with yourself, this is what, if you don't have motivation, start getting really real about what happens if you don't do anything to change your situation. Get very real about it in explicit detail. I know it's not fun to think about. But that's why we're where we are a lot of the times and not where we want to be is because we haven't gotten real with ourselves. And if you look at somebody who has the life that you have or that you want, the income, the family, that you, whatever the case may be, I can almost guarantee you they've gotten, you know, you, well, what do they put in their coffee? Well, the dose of reality, they know what happens if they don't do what they need to do. Um, and that's where that motivation lives, because I would argue that it's not the things that we want that really get us where we want to go. But having that clear understanding of the consequences of not doing it and what that really looks like, that's where the motivation, that's where you can make uncommon decisions to get the uncommon results, to get the uncommon rewards that other people aren't willing to get because you're not willing to risk 
going that way because you know the consequences of inaction. So, which leads to the next one, which is decision-making is difficult. And if you're not keenly aware of how bad a problem is, it's easy to kick the can down the road, right? Every good diet starts on a Monday, right? All the new year's resolutions. That's why the gyms are packed on January 1, January 15th. Nobody's in there. You know, it's, it's easy to talk about the things that we, we want, but the decision-making process is difficult. So the clearer you can be about the, the consequences, because at some point you're going to have to make a decision to change. Are you going to wait till you're broke down and busted and you have no other choice like the drug user? Or are you going to be proactive and say, this is going to be difficult. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be uncomfortable now. It's going to be uncomfortable in two months, two weeks, two years, two decades. So lean into that discomfort, make a decision. And worst case scenario is you, you learn something and how to do it better in the future and your decision making improves for the future. That's part of the process. So learn to make difficult decisions. That's part of leadership, right? Heavy is the head that wears the crown, not because the crown is heavy, but because you have to deal with the consequences of whatever those are and, and be difficult. And you have to deny immediate wants and wants for what you really want, you know, longer term. And, and leaders have that kind of vision and, and understanding and make difficult decisions and deny the immediate gratification. But, uh, Drop my, my soapbox there. <laughs> and back to decision-making, right? What are you putting up with right now in your career? Are you unemployed and don't know what to do? Schedule a call with us. Have you been at the same company and you just know there's no room for growth for three years? Do you know that you're one of those people? I was just on a, a coaching call with our clients talking about their last company. They said there was a budget to improve all of the problems and they get there and they're not committed to solving their problems very frustrating. What are you allowing yourself to put up with and how long are you going to put up with it? Because here's what I know. Your career, which everyone has, has a astronomical impact on your life. And if you don't like going to work, you don't like the people you're work with, working with, it affects, it just compacts into all other areas. Mm -hmm. okay? You can't have a great life and a job you hate. Just can't. Yeah, that don't work. And fear really comes down to one thing. You want to talk about this analogy, Derek? Yeah. So there's a woman, Susan Jeffers. She wrote a book. I believe the name of the book is "Feel the Fear the Feel Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." But uh, but she studied fear for a long time, taught college courses on it, and and went pretty deep in it. But uh, fear comes down to to really one thing. On the other side of it is whatever happens, it comes down to one phrase: "I can't handle it." And that's what's really at the root of any fear, whether it's loss of someone, whether it's failure in a job search, whether it's failure in a marriage or whatever the case may be, relationship, it comes down to I can't handle it. Right. And, um, you know, fear is like fire. The longer you sit, keep your hand in a fire, the more it's going to burn and the worse it's going to get. And it just deteriorates you. So the cure all is taking action. Feel the fear, do it anyway. And we've all had this experience. You're on a diving board, you're scared or something similar, you know, and then you jump and then the fear is over and then you did the thing, right? And the fear is always almost worse in your head than it is in reality. And you can handle it. You can handle more than you know, but, um, but leaning into that fear and understanding that you can handle whatever comes. Um, you know, the craziest thing too, is our, our last notes on this, Derek, is people, people are actually worried about the wrong things. Hmm. When they think about all of this fear they're having, right? 
the real thing to be afraid of is what if it doesn't change? You want to get real? You want to be really scared of something? Don't be fearful of your current situation if you're in a bad one. Be fearful of what happens if nothing changes, and really get really honest with yourself and say, is that going to be okay? And where right. else, you know, in your life are things stagnant are our last topic for today. And mm -hmm. how is this mindset, right, impacted other areas of your life? Yeah, is is your life, is it a is it a cause of the things you're not happy about or a symptom? You know, what I mean by that is, okay, funds are low. Well, is that a cause of why you're living whatever lifestyle you're living? Or is it a symptom of not really valuing yourself and maybe putting the effort into being where you want to be? Now, I don't know. I'm not saying that's the case. But get, again, let's be real with ourselves and say, is my current lifestyle, my state of affairs, my relationships, is it a cause of why I'm maybe not happy or satisfied or fulfilled? Or is it a symptom of, of an underlying mindset that's keeping me where I'm at? You know, and if you don't resolve the mindset, nothing in the external world changes, and, you know, and address the, the cause, not a symptom, right? If you have a headache for some reason, health-wise, and you just keep taking Tylenol to cover, cover the pain, you're recovering the symptoms, but you're, but you're not fixing the root cause. Yeah. And a lot of the time, me and Derek have had many conversations on this. The reason you think whether you're an individual watching or maybe you're thinking from a company frame of mind, the reason you think you shouldn't do something is typically the exact reason you should. Let me give you an analogy. This is a big one. Advertising of companies, right? For all my marketing professionals out there, how many times have they said, we just can't afford to advertise because sales are low? Guys, what kind of sense does that make? That's the most important time to advertise. The reason they think they shouldn't do something is the reason they should. How can you increase revenue without advertising, without marketing? It's nearly impossible. Okay. Most people come to us too that have been unemployed for a year to make 300K and they're like, my stuff is dwindling etc, etc, etc. I just don't know if I can afford this. Again, you know, you know, one of our packages or, or something to actually get them the help they need. That's exactly the reason that you do it, right? We don't want people to join our program that don't need help. That's one of the first things we say, right, on our calls with people who are considering enrolling into one of our programs is, do you even have problems that we solve, right? And a lot of the time it gets uncomfortable. Hey, if you're the CEO of a company and you know sales are dipping and you know revenue's low, what are you going to do? Because I tell you what, what you're currently doing, we can all agree, isn't working. If you've been on a job search for a while and it hasn't been working, what are you going to do now? It's no different. And it's in life, too. It's not just about getting the job. Okay. It's not just about advertising when you don't have money, you know. It's just in life. Yeah. Any area in life that you have a reason why you're not doing something you know you should do, I bet if you were to look at that closely to Tim's point, you would see that's actually the reason you should do the thing. And I would really, you know, challenge you, and then I'll let Derek wrap up with some final comments, 
is when is the last time you invested in your career? I'm not talking about partnering with us. I'm saying, when is the last time you read a book if you're a marketing professional? When, when is the last time you enrolled into a free course? When's the last time you spent a little bit of money and went to a seminar, right? How are you getting better? Because here's what the conversation me and Derek just had today. If you aren't investing in yourself, then why should a company invest in you? If you're a leader not investing in yourself, why should you challenge the people underneath you to invest time, money, and resources into developing themselves to be a better product, uh, you know, guy or gal, or a better marketing professional? So if you aren't investing in yourself, then why should anyone else? Derek, any closing comments for us? Yeah, no, just just kind of along the same lines of, of just, you know, integrity is when your thoughts, actions and um, I believe words, but thoughts, actions, and deeds are all um, are all in line. And if there's a contrary and that, you know, hey, I, I don't want to do X, Y, and Z because of these fears or um, whatever the case may be, you know, if you're going to go into an organization and ask them to invest in you and you're going to stand firm in your value and what you really bring and you don't want to settle and compromise, um, you know, but in the same token, you're scared about investing in yourself you're scared about taking whatever action you need to take, you know, there's a huge misalignment, you know, in your values. And, um, you know, just check that, you know, again, get real with yourself so that you can have that moral conviction when you're standing in front of somebody to say, Hey, I can deliver for you. This is what I'm worth. And, um, you know, if you don't have that in your, in your heart, it's very difficult to be compelling and give that, that narrative or else you seem pushy. Right. Absolutely. And really, you know, really sit down and think about, you know, whenever you listen to this podcast, think about what's the cost of inaction? What's that going to cost you? What is it going to cost you to not read a book on leadership principles when you know you can get better mm -hmm. or insert whatever domain you're in right now? I challenge you to think about that until next week. Until next week for episode 35 of the Executive Career Upgrades podcast. Hey, we got a couple of guys. So I want to give you some free stuff. We have an interview guide, a salary negotiation guide, a couple different guides. What do we? What else? We got a LinkedIn content strategy guide to help you, you, you know, build your brand on LinkedIn to get some organic interviews. If you want any of those, you leave me a review over on Apple iTunes, or if you don't know how, email me at timidexecupgrades.com. When you leave it, I'll send you a couple guides to help you, you know, if you are in a career search. And as always, if you need help in your career. Go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Maybe you'll be lucky enough to talk to Derek. Until next week, have a great day, everyone.